Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is October 21st, 2022. How many days until we play the Panthers? Two? Two. Tomorrow, it depends on when this might be posted Saturday morning for YouTubers and two days for all you audio listeners. Two days to get this nasty taste out of our mouth because we are going to curb stomp the Panthers. They are in a state. Man, I tell you, the, that Steelers game, oof. 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 Yeesh. Got the all 22 done on that. We are going to discuss it. We are going to discuss some news. And we're going to talk about the upcoming game against the Panthers. I'm ready to talk about that. Let's, yeah. let's skip everything else, all the ugly stuff, and we'll just talk about Molly's been the doing Panthers. it for like an hour, doing the game notes and stuff. Well, let's get uh, fact check to follow up. out of the way. All right, fact check. Molly was wrong. Just going to say that. Just say Molly was wrong. That's it. Fact check. Those are the only fact checks he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mitch Trubisky's first game was not against us. His first game was in 2017. He's been in the league five years. What? 2017, week five against the Vikings, not us. As a matter of fact, we didn't play them until week four the following year in 2018 and got trounced 48-10. to 10. He threw for six touchdowns against us. That's double the most he's ever thrown in any game. So, is it also the highest passer rating of his career at 154.6? He only completed 19 passes in that game. <laughs> Six of them were for touchdowns. Oh my God. <laughs> that game was. That sounds terrible. Uh, so, that was uh, a dirt cutter game. Yes. Last season. 2018. Yep. Last season of dirt cutter. Tenure. Yep. Wow, if you had put a gun in my head and said how many years has Mitch Trubisky been in the league? You'd say three, maybe, I two. Would have died. Yeah. I had no idea. Right. Five years? <laughs> yeah. What? How's he still in the league? <laughs> I say I say that about a lot of these quarterbacks, man. Who is it? Josh J- Josh Johnson's still in the league. I know. He's been like thirteen years with him. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Okay, fact check. I was wrong. Oh, okay. Any player can call a timeout. Not just a captain. I thought it had to be a captain or the 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 person with the audio helmet. I thought they were the only ones that could call a timeout. According to the rules, only the head coach and any player except for a substitute. Now, apparently, I, I didn't look down to see what their definition of a player is. I assume it's somebody that's currently on the field, ready to participate in a play. It's not like you can have a player come off the bench and call a timeout or anything like that. They're well, probably, and if a, if a substitute can't call one. Right. You know. You figured. But, but the I way it's it. read, it just says, uh, uh, the referee shall suspend play while the ball is dead and declare a charged team timeout upon the request for a timeout by the head coach or any player, not a substitute, to any official. So not even a coordinator. No. That's crazy to me. Yeah. But 
if an assistant coach does signal for a timeout and it's inadvertently granted, the timeout will stand. Oh. So if the referees screw up and call a timeout because of... Let them call a timeout. Yeah. The team gets punished for that. So how about that mess? How about it? Hmm. 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 Okay. Okay. Let's talk about this week six Steelers game. Do we have to? Yes. Okay. Yes, I put so much work into this. <laughs> we gotta talk about it. Uh it's been three four this is the fourth day that I've worked on this and just yeah, you know, it's kind of like consumes me when I do this stuff. Uh all twenty two. So it's been on my brain for four days. I got a break from it Monday. Not having anything to do, so but um, and, you know, Tuesday I started working on the All-22, and it was, a, it was a very, very, very interesting All-22. A lot of stuff in this one. but I know. You had, like, an hour-long hour video. Lo- hour-long Tiffy video. Longest one I've ever had, I think. You try not to do them that long. I try not to, but you know, it was just such a time crunch, and I couldn't break it up. I ended up getting one video out that turned out to be, like, 15 minutes on the 30 longs. But... Uh, this, this, this is, this is a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> a lot, a lot of bad stuff. Not a whole lot of good in this game. A lot of bad, a lot of bad stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, everybody, everybody is to blame for this one. You know, we, we talked about how this was one of those games where you couldn't really pinpoint, you know, who was, at fault? Well, this is true. I mean, everybody was at fault in this game. Everybody did crappy. I think the only person that didn't do crappy maybe was Mike Evans. Maybe Fournette. But Mike, I feel like, wasn't even really on the field that much. It didn't seem that way. But, I mean, he got he only got four receptions, four targets. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why Brady didn't target. As a matter of fact, he was open a couple times and Brady didn't target. As a matter of fact, Mike Evans was open on one play. I've never seen Mike Evans this open before. <laughs> and he was just kind of standing there, and he was like, what? Why? There's nobody around me. Why didn't you throw it? I mean, there was literally nobody within 10 yards of him. So, I don't know. It was a weird, weird game. Let's go over some things. We'll start off with the O-line first. Yes, O-line played like crap. But they weren't They were not the reason. I mean, that you know, uh, Brady was still able to get the ball out, but he was having communication problems with his receivers. Perriman and Godwin both, he was having troubles with them. You know, they were they were running the wrong routes or uh, uh, stopping when they were supposed to keep going or curving their routes at the end instead of going straight across. Just small things. What, and it's way too long for them. To be doing that, I mean, it's it's. Yeah. They've been in the system too long to be doing that. Right. Yes. They've yeah. been with Brady too right. long to be doing that. Well, th- this whole team has been, and it's not just the team; it was the coaches too. Everybody just crapped a bat on this one. Everybody. Uh, so anyhow, back to the offensive line. Yeah, they had a horrible day. Uh, Gotaki, sixty-seven. He got beat seven times. That's a lot. You know, I I, I give I give an offensive lineman two, maybe three. A game, seven's a lot, and almost all of them came from ninety-seven Cameron Hayward. Well, they asked, I think Byron Leftwich about that, mm-hmm. and uh, like, hey, why did you put Gedeke 
on Cam Hayward, like, by himself. Yes. And he was like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that. Probably should have got him some help. Who, who was that, Byron Lefwich? I think it was Byron. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> definitely, you know, Hainsey, our center, he fudges to check Mason more often than he should. Mason can handle himself. Mason, I think, had one. I know, right? Like, he's time. been in the league how yeah, many years? Right. What are you doing? <laughs> right. He should be. He doesn't need help. Especially when, you know, they've got, and this has happened almost all season long, they're putting their best defensive tackles or, or nose tackles up against Gedeke because they know he's the weakest link. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shaq Mason, sh- or uh, Hainsey should be fudging his way. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Hainsey doesn't have anything to do, which a lot of times center doesn't have anything to do, you know, they they choose who to help. And man, too many times he helps Mason and not Gedeke. Drives me crazy. Leave it, it Basically leaving Gedeke all by himself to yeah. handle these premier defensive tackles. And as we can see, it can be disastrous. Mm-hmm. Now, Gedeke, I like Gedeke. He's got a lot of uh, skill. He's unpolished. He's he's definitely got to work on some things. But he's made some really good blocks that, you know, quite a few times I've been like, that was impressive, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, like like you've always pointed out, he wasn't expected to play this year. Yeah. You know, he was going to be a backup. So all this got thrown on him. Of course, it's the whole next man up mentality and everything. But you got to give, got to give the guy some help, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got Donovan Smith right there. You've got Fournette, who's a good pass blocker, mm-hmm. a good protection. And Hainsey needs to fudge his way more. Mm-hmm. You know, keep an eye on him. You know, yeah. help, help your little brother. Yeah. All right. Uh, but he wasn't the only one. I mean, everybody on the offensive line played like crap, except Shaq Mason. Like I said, he he. I think he got beat once. Uh, and it didn't even affect the play. Uh, Smith got beat uh, for that strip sack that was recovered by Godwin. Uh, Shaq Mason beat once, but it didn't affect the play. That was in the third quarter at 10:44. That was the only time he got beat in the game. Uh, Worfs got beat twice. Uh, a lot of blitzer come in for a tackle for a loss in the third quarter, and he was beat by 99 for the tackle in the second quarter. Uh, Hainsey was getting tossed around a little bit. Uh, he got he got beat a couple times. So, you know, the O-line didn't play great. Uh, they weren't, you know, they were just, no, no, no. It wasn't like the, the Steelers were doing anything spectacular. Just the O-line. Just, but our whole team, the Steelers didn't do anything spectacular. Our team just played like crap. Uh, special teams, we all know they stank it up. Uh, Kamara threw the you get kicked a forty yard punt out of bounds, and then a thirty nine yard punt later in the game in the fourth quarter, thirteen forty nine. Uh, you know that's just you, you can't have that. You can't have 30, 40 yard punts. You know it's bad punting. He's kicking it short sometimes on the kickoffs, allowing the returner to bring it out of the end zone. You know I, I miss that with anger. Pinion. Pinion. You know, he would he would kick that thing out of the end zone yeah. most of the time. You need that. You don't want him to return it. Yeah, don't give him a chance. No, especially with this special team yeah. we've got. You know, guys yeah. can't tackle it. They're not trying to. One of the things, there was a play, 22, Neal, who was our starting safety. He played 100% of the defensive snaps and nine of the special team snaps, mainly punt and kickoff. 
So there was one time he didn't even try to block anybody. I mean, he was basically just strolling down the field, and the guy ran right past him. He saw him, and it that guy ended up making the tackle. But he had the chance to block two guys, didn't even try. I mean, didn't even lift his arms. Mm. You know, and this was in the second quarter. It wasn't like this is late in the game and he was yeah. tired and all that good stuff. Uh, Jamel Dean plays 100% of defensive snaps. He has pretty much all year long. And he plays special teams, too. He does kickoff and punt returns. So, you know, there's no excuse for that mess. Yeah. And uh, Carlton Davis, he's out there on special teams. Yes, that's right. right. And Carlton Davis is playing 100% of the snaps. Right. So there's no excuse. You can say, oh, I'm a veteran. I shouldn't be playing special teams and being pissy about it or whatever. Or, you know, I'm too tired. No, no. no. You get out there, you play special teams, you play hard. But... Mm -hmm. We just, we just don't have that. We don't have it. And, and and Carlton is one of the guys that we've paid. So, I mean, he's making money. I mean, not a lot, but uh, he just got a contract this year, right? Like a three-year contract we signed him to. And he's on special teams, so no one's exempt. No one's exempt. You should be proud to play on special teams. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's what it is. I don't know what the mentality is of these guys, but... Was it just that one play for him, Count O'Neill? One play what? Where he took off. On the special teams? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really see him doing much on special teams. Yeah. But that I mean, one. he had that good tackle the week before on special teams. Okay. He nailed that guy out of bounds. But oh, I, that's like, okay. So I just don't know, you know, is it habit? Is it yeah. that game? Don't know, man. Don't know what was going on here. <clears throat> uh. But yeah, special teams. I, I showed a couple clips of them. How you know in this game they just you know they just weren't tackling. I mean, guys were falling on the ground for no per- no reason. There's nobody around them, and they just fall. Really? Very strange. Very strange. Like they were like pretending. Yeah, like falling. Right. That's how, that's how I felt. Flopping, so they didn't have to do anything. Doing the flop. I've seen quite a few videos on Twitter around the league of players like flopping. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you know, that might have been college. Might have been college flops. College flops? Yeah. Big, like, offensive linemen getting shoved by, like, little quarterbacks and stuff. Yeah. Flop. <laughs> it's weird. Now, I had said in the last podcast after the game that, you know, I, I felt there was something wrong with Brady's shoulder or his thumbs. You know, his accuracy just wasn't anything. I didn't see it in all 22. Almost every pass he threw was either on target, a miscommunication between the receivers, or he was thrown it away. I did not see any bad passes from him. Hmm. Uh, he missed seeing four open receivers in this game, which is unusual for him. You know, I don't know what's going on with that. Like, like I said, there was the Mike Evans where he was wide open. Uh, there was a Cameron Brait was wide open in the end zone. His defender had fallen down, and Brady didn't see him. Uh, there, there was just too many of those for my liking. I, I don't know what Brady's mindset was during this game, but I don't think it was very good. Uh, like I said, him and Godwin were not on the same page. There was way too many instances where uh, Godwin would run his route and stop right as Brady was throwing the ball, and Brady was expecting him to keep going. You know, uh, same thing happened with Perriman. Uh, 
Then there was that, that bust to play where Brady thought it was going to be a pass and everybody else on the team mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a run. Mm-hmm. There was way too much of that in this game. So, like, communication issues? Communication issues was horrible in this game. I just don't horrible. understand that. I mean, after three years, we shouldn't be having these issues. Right, yeah. It's not like we got a bunch of new players. I know. You know, and, or an, a new offensive coordinator, even. Mm-hmm. Everything's the same. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Why don't these people know what's going on? But it wasn't just the offense. The defense. Oh, my God. Defense. What is going on? Uh, <clears throat> I tried really hard to find somebody to give the game ball to on defense. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Tryon is the, the closest one I could have. I mean, he didn't really make any plays. <laughs> no, I don't remember no. even seeing him. <laughs> uh, but, God, Jesus, everybody was just crap in the bed, left and right. Uh, Devin White, he, he was responsible for the, the running back in coverage that got the first touchdown in the first quarter. Don't know what he was thinking there. He just left the running back wide open, just didn't even try to cover him. It was like he, you know, Devin White is the one who gets the signal and gives it to everybody else. He gets the call from the sideline. He wears the audio in his helmet. He gets the the play. He gives it to everybody else. And he had way too many instances in this game where he was the one who didn't know what the play was. How's that possible? I don't know. (laughs) I really don't. Is he not even giving it to them? But it seems like everybody else. Right. Everybody else is on the same page. right? Right. But like on that one, he... I, I don't know what he was doing. It, it, you know, he was supposed to cover the running back, and he just, like, ran up to the line like he was going to go blitz and then just kind of stood there. I, I don't know. I really don't know what he was doing there. But anyhow, it wasn't the, the only time. <laughs> Let's talk about these third and longs. There was five of them. Five <laughs> third and longs. Starting in the third quarter, 6-17 in the third quarter, Three plays after Mitch Trubisky came in. And we just got burned, man. Burned. And it was bad. It, it's, uh, it's it's really incomprehensible how bad all of that turned out to be. Uh, so the first one, again, Devin White ran the wrong coverage. Everybody else was on the same page except Devin White. He just runs the wrong coverage, leaving in the middle of the field wide open. You know, it was a, a a third and 15. Yeah, just wide open. <laughs> and and after the play, Levante David, I think he made the tackle, but, you know, the some of the – I think Winfield was over there and maybe Carlton Davis, whatever. So they were right there by Devin White. And they were like, you could see they were like, what in the world were you doing? <laughs> and Devin White put his hands on his helmet like, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe some of these guys were drunk or something. Maybe they went out in Pittsburgh and partied the night before or something. I don't know, but they were just really bad. Well, okay. This is the first year since COVID. They haven't all had all the restrictions. Oh. I mean, for the past two years... They haven't been able to leave their hotel rooms. That's a good point. I don't know. I have no evidence to support that. Yeah, I know. It's all speculation. (laughs) The 
Uh, but it, it just seemed like these guys, these guys did not, I don't know, they just, they just were not on point. Anyhow, uh, so Devin White ran the wrong coverage in the first, the first third and long. Uh, second third and long was actually legitimate. They did, it was a great pass, great catch, uh, on Carlton Davis. Uh, but he was in great coverage. But the thing about that play is, after the play, Carlton Davis tackles the receiver. He gets up, the receiver, and he tosses the ball at Davis. It actually hits Davis. And then he walks over and straddles Davis as Davis is sitting on the ground, despondent. I mean, Davis is really just, you can just tell he's, he looked like, he reminded me of Travis Kelsey during the Super Bowl, where he was just sitting on the floor or sitting on the ground, just despondent. And this guy walks over and straddles him and looks down at him, which is taunting. I mean, you can't throw the ball at people and then yeah. straddle them and look down on them. I remember when Devin White got a taunting penalty last year for looking down at a guy mm-hmm. after a tackle. So, you know, it's I, – I, I think the taunting rules are stupid anyhow, but if you're going to do it, do it, be consistent with it. Uh, but that one was a legit one. That was pretty much the only legit one. And then uh, we had another one. <clears throat> That's This is the one where, where you had 12 men on the field. Or no, there, there was one where uh, Chase Claypool was being covered by Winfield, and he makes the catch. But he shoved Winfield in the back to get separation um. when he was making his cut. And he pushed Winfield in the back, got separation, caught the ball for the first down. That should have been a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not only was it illegal contact, but it was a shove in the back. Yeah. <laughs> take your take your pick, whichever one you want. Uh, so that you know that one was crap. And then there was the one where we had twelve men on the field, and Levante David's out there calling timeout. That that one just. That, that everybody screwed up on that one. For one, the coaches should have called timeout. You know, the, the Steelers did not substitute. So why would the Buccaneers substitute? I don't know, but they did. And they substituted late. And Vita and Golston had no idea the substitute was coming in. Substitutes were coming in. So obviously Devin White was getting the call. And, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers saw what was going on, so they're rushing up to the line. Vita see Vita and Galston see their player, their substitutes coming in, so they're running off the field. White should have told them beforehand, hey, y'all need to get off field. Yeah. You know? But bigger than that, the coaches should not have substituted there because the Steelers didn't substitute. And that's how you get caught. You know, and even then, when they saw that the Steelers were walking up to the line, and there was no way Vita Vale was going to get off the field, they should have called a timeout. They didn't. It was ridiculous. So anyhow, on that play, Levante Davis called timeout. Right? You had noticed it. You pointed it out. Mm-hmm. I think the announcers had pointed it out and everything. Unfortunately, he didn't call, start calling the timeout until after they snapped the damn ball. <laughs> So it wouldn't have mattered anyway. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. You didn't get it in. I, 
I don't know what he was thinking. I really don't. And then... I think he was probably thinking Devin White would have done it or somebody. anyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah why, why he was the one calling timeout, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Devin White should have called a timeout. Uh, so, not only that, he calls the timeout. He's standing there in the middle of the field. Okay? Calling timeout. The ball snapped. He's calling timeout. You know, the ball is snapped. He calls timeout. The play is going on. He's standing there calling timeout. He looks around. The play is going on. He's not moving. He doesn't move. And then he calls timeout again. While the play is going on, he's over there. Like, I think he must have thought he got it in before the ball snapped. And why are they still running the play? I don't know why he would think that. Because the ball was snapped and he called timeout after the ball was snapped. Well, maybe he thought he didn't. Well... That's why he gets paid the big money. He needs to know these things. So not only that, okay, that left the middle of the field wide open because he didn't fall back into coverage or whatever it was he was supposed to do. But not only that, 22 Neal ran the wrong coverage. He ran all the way across the field, probably about 15 yards, over to where Jamel Dean was at covering his guy and double-teamed Jamel Dean with that guy. Left the middle of the field completely wide open, a full half of the field completely wide open between Levante David not doing anything and Neil running from his safety position all the way over to the right side of the field to help Jamel Dean. I, I don't know what Neil was doing. He should have immediately seen that Jamel Dean had this guy covered and thought, oh, I must be wrong here. But no, he just kept going and ran over there. It was a very, <laughs> very strange play from top to bottom. And it left the middle of the field wide open and the, the tight end running out. And he's like, I'm wide open. He throws it. 45-yard pass and catch. But not only that, it wasn't just that. There were two receivers open on that play. Mm. Wide open. I mean, it was a total crap fest. From top to bottom, from the coaches to the water boys, everybody screwed up in that play. But Levante David ended up making the tackle 45 yards down the field. He did eventually turn around and go, oh, whoops, that guy's got the ball. (laughs) Horrible, horrible. Don't know what. There's just way too many plays like that in this game, both on the offense and defense. And special teams. I mean, nobody. It looked like we did not come prepared for this game. Ah, so anyhow. Yeah, and that tight end that caught the ball, he was their third string tight end. That's how embarrassing that was. Third stringer. Hmm, number 83. All right, so then, that's uh, third and 11 with two minutes and 15 seconds left. Ah. Third and 11. We needed to stop. All we needed was to get the ball back. We're uh, only two points down. We're only two points back. I don't know how this happened on third and 11, but Levante David ended up covering Chase Claypool in man coverage. Their number one wide receiver, Levante David, ends up covering him in man coverage. On purpose? Like that was the design, or I, I assume so. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly, I'm just, I was just like it all baffled. Like what? Who? 
who does this? It's kind of like last year in the Kansas City Chiefs game where in, in the playoffs where we had Winfield covering or uh, the, the Rams covering Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, Winfield's great, mm-hmm. but he's not that great. Mm-hmm. You know? And same thing with Levante David. He's great, but he's not that great. Mm-hmm. You don't put him on their best receiver in a third and 11. After they've already made four third and longs. When you need the stop. When you have to have the stop. You know, and it didn't work out good, as you can tell. It was a horrible pass. <laughs> but Claypool stopped, and he had to come back for the ball, but he leaned, and he caught it. And Levante David had no idea the ball was there, that the ball was being passed oh, no. or anything, because he ended up being turned around. He was chasing after Claypool. Claypool had to stop, come back for the pass, and basically reach around David to get it. But David was so worried about getting defensive pass interference that he put his hands up and he stopped, and he let Claypool catch the ball and land inbounds. If he would have just hit Claypool or hit the ball – or push Claypool out of bounds. It was something. I don't know. It would have. It was just a disaster. It was a disaster. Why is Levante David covering their number one wide receiver? <sighs> don't know. But it's even worse than that. I think there would have been a case to say that Claypool didn't catch the ball because when he landed, the ball came loose and it jostled around a little bit, but then he got. He retained it, but I think, I think it it was definitely worth, you know, challenging. We didn't challenge. Was it inside the two, two minutes, minutes thirteen seconds? Okay. The coach had to challenge it, and we didn't. Did we have any timeout? We had one timeout. We had one left timeout. And did not use it for the rest of the game. Well. I think, irrespective of that, like we know how it turned out now, but. In their mind, they may have been like, oh, we don't want to waste the timeout. That would have been the time to do it. They didn't use it on the next play when they could have used it. I mean, it was, it was like they gave up. After yeah. that third and 11, it was just like, I, I, I feel like Bowles threw his clipboard down, took his headset off, and walked away. You know, it was like, I ah, screw it. Uh, so, yeah, they, they didn't challenge it, which they could have. It might not have won, but, the, you know, that was. Better than not challenging it and leaving a timeout on the board at the end of the game. When it when the clock hit zero zero, we still had one timeout left. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. Just <laughs> five. Five third and longs. They only had like two hundred and some how many how many yards did they have total? It wasn't a lot. No, we had more, I think. Yes, we had more. We had more oh, yards. Oh, it was like mar- marginally more. 270 yards. Okay. We had 304. Just on those third and longs, they got, that was over half of their yardage, I bet. <laughs> Just on those third and longs. Because, I mean, they needed uh, what? They needed 30, 40, 43, 53. They needed 70 yards here. In one play, they got 45. So they got 70 yards plus like 45. They got like 120 yards on third and longs. I I, I just don't – I've never seen anything like it. 
It is flabbergasting. So the big takeaway from that that I got was that besides the communication problem is that we got zero, completely zero pressure on the quarterbacks on those third down and longs. None, not at all. They had, he had, Trubisky had all day to throw back there. Every single pass he threw was over three seconds. One was actually 5.4 seconds. He did scramble out of the pocket there, but he didn't have to. We weren't getting any pressure, but it was still over three seconds when he decided to scramble. But we're getting, we're getting, we're getting no pressure. No pressure up the middle. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Not just on these third logs. I'm talking about the whole game. It's been like this all season. We're just not getting mm-hmm. pressure up the middle. And we talked about this in the off season. The reason why we drafted Logan Hall and uh, got rid of Sue and brought in Akeem Hicks is because we want more speed up the middle. Yeah, we ain't getting that at all. We ain't getting nothing up the middle. Nothing. I don't, I don't even. So, anyhow, that was a big factor in this. You know, Mitch Trubisky had all day long to sit back there, scan the field, throw it to whoever he wanted to. Not for pressure, not once in any of these third and longs. Uh, I would say, actually, not during the whole damn game. But, uh, and also on that, going, going to the complaint about the defensive line there, Vita Vea. You know, I've, I've complained about him all season. You know, he's just not doing anything, and I had such high expectations for him. Uh, they've got him running all these stunts and twists, and I remember everybody complaining about Shiano with Daryl McCoy and those guys uh, running all these stunts and twists. They need to start complaining about it now because we got Vita Vea, 360-pound guy, running 20 yards to get around and that's not that, his thing. A, that's not his it's thing. Not, his thing is power. Right. I mean, he just overpowers. Just, over, just pushes guys straight so back. why would you have him maneuvering? Maneuver. Maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just doesn't. Why Nothing. Why did you? Nothing. Like, I guess I could see where you can make the case for you want to innovate with him because he's on everyone's radar at this point. This ain't it. This ain't it, man. This is not it. Uh, and you know he's not the most graceful person in the no. world, so he's running or into agile or like none, none of that, none of that. No strength, power, strength, power. Yeah, I mean he's got some, he's got some speed for as big as he is and everything, but you know <laughs> you man. like running straight ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah. one direction. You don't want him <laughs> trying to jump over guys. You, you don't want him mm-hmm. trying to have to, you know, get out of the way of people or, you know, because when you run these stunts, you know, it's very easy to screw up. And mm-hmm. this happened co- a couple times in this game where he collided with people. Yeah. Or, you know, he's a big guy. People well, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on yeah. in the trenches there. So yes. it's very easy to yes. collide with other people. Yeah. He, him and uh, Nelson ran into each other, 98. And, uh, I don't know if Vea knew who it was or whatever, but he just grabbed Nelson and tossed him. <laughs> just threw him right on the ground. Like wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, we got to stop doing that. And I, d- I don't know if the coaches are trying to be too, uh, I don't know, trying to be too too complex because we do run a very complex defense, probably the most complex in the league. And you know our offensive line to have all these new guys on the offensive line, and we're still running all these you know, all this movement on the offensive line with these pulls and and stuff. You know, you just 
simplify everything down. I think we need to really get back to the basics here and simplify. You know, defensive line, just go forward. You know, <laughs> just just go to the quarterback and stop the runner on the way, just like Bruce Arians said. You know, go for the quarterback, stop. You know, I, you know, sitting here watching Vita Vea start at right tackle. You know, in in the three gap on the right side, and or was that five gap? And he's running all the way around to the left side and trying to come around the left end. You know, I mean, he's crossing four faces and all that. And, and you're just like, there's no possible way you're going to get there in time. And he never does. He ends up being just as far away from the quarterback mm-hmm. when he throws the ball as he was when he started. Because they got time to see him coming, and they know they don't want to get laid on no. by Vita Vea. Yeah. They could just watch him go. <laughs> yeah. Just run around. So what's he doing? That's how I am. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, even Winfield, who, you know, is is a great player, he screwed up in this game. He ran for the touchdown pass they got in the uh, fourth quarter. Uh, everybody was man coverage. Everybody run man except Winfield. He ran zone, and his man just, like, basically walked right past him and was open for a touchdown. And after he threw the touchdown, Devin White ran over and just, I don't know what he said to Winfield, but it was not nice. I mean, Devin White was his whole body was clenched up, and he did, and he he almost like shouldered him in the chest, you know, like turned. Uh, he, he, he grazed him. Let's put it that way. So, you know, it's just everybody. This is just everybody. I don't know what's going on. Don't like it. Don't like it. it. It's weird too because Devin White made such a splash. At the beginning of the season, remember yeah. he was NFC Defensive Player of yes. the Month? I, I mean, remember our defense. He just had crazy stats the first four games. Yes, our whole defense did. Yeah. We were killing it. Yeah. You know, past two games, man, we ain't yeah. done crap. No turnovers. What we got? We still get sacks. We got two sacks in this game. But... Yeah. Ah, uh, just, you, you need sacks when they count. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to have gotten sacks on those third longs. Yeah. You should have. You should get sacks on third and longs. You know who would have done that? Domicon Sue. Yes, yeah, Sue. Oh, man, I go, let's go out and spend some money, get him. <laughs> Bring him back. Well, I mean, we, we replaced him with Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks is obviously not going to be back for who knows how long. He's already been ruled out for this week. Hillman Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Ah, you're just like, man, what, what's going on here? So, yeah, uh, penalty-wise, uncalled penalties. Uh, I counted nine uncalled penalties on the Steelers. It's up there a little bit. Not too horrible. Uh, Bucks had two. Mm. got to stop playing clean or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. So... A horrible game. It was very. I I just sat there with my mouth open watching this whole all twenty two. I was just like, "What?" Just a horrible, horrible game. I ha- it was much I- worse than I thought it was going to be. I had a couple of thoughts as we were talking. Uh, Ralph and I have been talking for the past week, probably to kind of like what is going on with the NFL because it's like across the board. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Like, the play is terrible. Yeah. What could it be, you know? And um, so we, we threw around some ideas. I had another idea 
uh, the shortened preseason. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. You know, three games yeah. versus four, yep. and the starters mostly aren't playing at all. Whereas yeah. when you had a four-game preseason, you had the starters were playing pretty significant time compared to what they are now. I mean, right. a lot of te- teams this preseason did not even play any of their at starters all. at all. Yeah, the Rams didn't. Uh, uh, we didn't a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, we had one game where we got to see them. I mean, for a chunk of time, right? Like more yeah. than a series. Right. Um, so I, yeah. I wonder if that. That's a good point. Might have something to do with it. Yeah. And then there's the whole, you know, you, you pointed out that the, you know, the COVID players have entered the league. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these draftees are just not, you know, they didn't play for two years, basically. Yeah. Not a whole lot, anyhow. Yeah. You know, and then, then plus you got all the players coming in that have been raised in this. The CTE era, you know, so tackling mm-hmm. is totally different. Nobody's looking to make big hits or everybody's worried about getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a couple of things that we – that came around. Oh, one of the things, like quarterback play has gotten a lot better. You know, I'm, the wide receivers were getting paid big money this offseason. I think quarterbacks are pissed off about it. <laughs> So quarterbacks. Well, are I don't know how you can say that because Deshaun Watson with his stupid contract, um, Kyler Murray got a similar contract, uh, Russell Wilson got a contract like that in Denver. Yeah. So, I mean, they were they were getting ridiculous contracts too. I know, but the wide receivers, were, yeah. you know, some wide receivers are making twenty five, thirty million a year. That's just stupid. Yeah, and you got the cornerbacks who are sitting back there going, "No, nah, we ain't having this crap." Yeah, you know. Oh, corners. Yeah, cornerbacks. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. So you think cornerbacks. I, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, don't know. Don't know. It's just bad football all around, but the Buccaneers was, uh, in this game, not to knock the Steelers, but screw them. Uh, <laughs> we lost this game. No doubt about that. And the Steelers didn't do anything special. You know, I mean, they wanted to win. And they took advantage of the opportunities we gave them, and we gave them plenty of opportunities. Mm-hmm. But man, I don't know. This team has got to step it up. That simple. If we don't beat the Panthers, and I'm talking about <clears> beat them, <throat> not win, not win like we did against the Falcons where it was close. I'm talking about beat them. This is this is a limping team that these players what? don't want to be out there. They're not. There's nobody trying. They are trying to tank for the season. And if we don't crush them. I'm going to be very, very concerned about this team. <laughs> I'm serious. Dead serious. I believe it. Um, but I have faith because they are a dumpster fire. Yeah, okay, yeah. But Molly has spent the past hour <laughs> doing that. Just the, delving notes. into it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Let's to hear go. that. Okay. So... We talked about Rule getting fired. It was Matt Rule, his defensive coordinator, Phil Snow, and then the assistant special teams coach. Assistant? Assistant, I know. I went and I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? An assistant special? Like, why were they mad at that guy? Wait, assistant special teams? Yes. Yeah. Fought, <laughs> that's that, I know. It's like they were like, 
All right, Matt Rule, he's on his way out the door. Phil Snow, he's on his way out. Hey, you two. Yeah. You, get out. Um, <laughs> we saw y'all hanging out together. <laughs> get out of here. Well, he was Matt Rule's guy. That's well, what, what it was. The rest of them, weren't they? Yeah, Phil Snow was, too. But, I mean, everybody else on the team? I mean, didn't Matt Rule pick I, them? But it, well, yeah, he did. But, like, these two guys came with him from Temple, Baylor, uh, and yeah. then uh, so Carolina. They're, they're, like, extreme loyalists. They're, like, his guys. Yeah. So, I just thought that was funny, though. Um, <laughs> the assistant special <laughs> teams coach. Well, that's going to change it. That's going to turn this team around. Get rid of that guy. I've been saying they need to get rid of that assistant special teams coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so they brought in, our, or no, um, Steve Wilkes was there already. He was their defensive coordinator back in 2017. So he, he's got a ton of history with the team. So to me, it makes sense that they picked him. Um, he was defensive coordinator 2017. They had a phenomenal year that year. He was a hot candidate for head coaching positions. And that's when he went to Arizona, got hired there. And um, to bed, didn't he? Yeah, and they went three and thirteen. Uh <clears throat> he yeah, they were the worst in the league. He got fired after only one season. Um Byron Byron was his interim offensive coordinator because he fired his offensive coordinator in October of that year. Yeah. So then Byron stepped in. Okay. So this guy doesn't have a problem firing people. He does not. During during the middle of the season. Right. Exactly. Um, His defensive coordinator at the time, Al Holcomb, uh, is now his defensive coordinator in Carolina. All right. So... We got that going for us. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be so terrible. Uh, Larry Foote was also on his staff as the linebackers coach. And he is now hmm. on our staff. Interesting. Yeah. So our coaching staff, Byron, Larry Foote, they get a lot of a little bit of history with uh, Coach Wilkes down in Carolina. Oh, and um, Kevin Garber, who is our wide receivers coach. But Bruce Arians had been at the team the year before. Mm. So they could have just been a holdovers at that point. Um, So they went 3-13 and with him as head coach. And um, they did have Josh Rosen that year. I thought Josh Rosen was the first overall pick, but he he was their first pick, but he was picked 10th. Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? Because they tanked, Arizona tanked on 3-13. They got the first overall pick in the 2019 draft. That's when they got Kyler Murray. First overall. Oh. Yeah. I know. Isn't that weird how the history, I know, keeping track of everything. Um... The team currently is one in five. The only team they've beaten is the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Saints. <laughs> I know. They suck. They look like crap. <laughs> Arizona whooped them last night. Um, that was glorious. 
Carolina has lost to the Giants, Cleveland, the Rams, Arizona, and San Francisco. I am soon to be the Buccaneers. Yes. Which is funny. They've already played San Francisco. They just traded Christian McCaffrey there. I know, guys. We don't have to worry about Christian McCaffrey anymore. Their only weapon. Pretty much. Yeah, Robbie Anderson's gone. Christian McCaffrey's gone. Robbie Anderson went to... I don't know if you can call Robbie Anderson a weapon. Eh, I know, but... Compared to everyone else on the team. (laughs) Right. Who were they starting at quarterback? Um, It's P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker. Because Baker Mayfield and... Sam Darnold have dainty little ankles, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like, they both have ankle injuries. <laughs> the dainty ankle squad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, PJ Walker. Poor guy. Which he is Matt Rule's guy. That's right. Like, yeah. Matt Rule likes him. Uh, so, at running back. They are doing running back by committee with Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman. From uh, he was a free agent from Tennessee that they signed this year. So um, Chuba Hubbard, I mean, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. He's, he's okay. average, yeah. maybe a little above average. For Christian McCaffrey, Carolina received a second, a third, and a fourth round pick in the twenty twenty three draft. And then a fifth round pick in twenty four. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So they did kind of make out. And that was the 49ers he went to. Yeah. Which they've already faced them. Um I you know, it's weird with the well, I think any team would have taken him, uh, Christian McCaffrey. I don't know that they necessarily had a need. I mean, did they? I don't think so. They got Jeff Wilson, the running back. He's yeah. been doing okay. And Debo is like this, the yeah. hybrid Swiss Army knife. They yeah. do anything with him. I guess it can't hurt him, especially when you got Garoppolo. If, if you got the picks, why not? Yeah. When you got Garoppolo. You need all the help you could get. That's hilarious. Um, so, hopefully... We don't see them in the playoffs. Who, the 49ers? Yeah. Eh, yeah. I ain't worried about it. I mean, they were in the playoffs last year. They got yeah. pretty far. Was it the, the, the NFC Se- Championship? I think so. Rams and 49ers. Yeah. So, I it could have been a fluke. Sometimes they are. But, um... Let's see. The we the Bucks have be, beat the Panthers six of the last seven games. That's what I like to hear. So <laughs> that's good stuff. There, yeah, makes life worth living. <laughs> exactly. Um, we put Logan Ryan on IR this week with a foot injury. He can come back. He had surgery. It was four is it four weeks? He come back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how severe the injury was, but. Um, and then Bright, Julio, and SMB, they're all out. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> Akeem Hicks is on that list, too. I don't even count him yeah. anymore. It's not even noticeable to me. 
Um, okay, let's run through the injury report. And then, um, yeah. Uh, so, let me see. Carlton Davis has a hip injury. He is questionable. Mike Edwards is questionable with that elbow. Uh, Shaq Mason is questionable with an ankle injury. Yeah, he had limited participation on Thursday and Friday, and he didn't practice Wednesday. Hmm. So. He'll play. I sure hope so. (laughs) (laughs) They're just going to tape it up. Uh, Right. Mike Edwards has had full participation all week. Carlton Davis has had limited, and he didn't practice Thursday. I mean, if they're on the injury report, I just feel like give them some, give them a day. I'm okay with the day off. Mm-hmm. Like the fact mm-hmm. that it's in the middle of the week, like he didn't practice Thursday, but then was limited Friday. I'm like, yeah, it was just a rest day. Right. That would be my thought. Um, and then Levante, he's on there. Uh, for a rest day, Mike Evans, Golston, they're all three um, had rest days this Veteran week. Veteran days. <laughs> yeah. And then Logan Hall has an abdomen slash groin injury, but was full participant on Thursday and Friday. Um, Carolina, <laughs> their injury report is longer than ours. So that's nice. Um, Matt, I don't know how to say that. The defensive tackle. Unitas. Unitas? Is that how you say it? No, Okay. Sounds good to me. He was limited Wednesday and then didn't participate Thursday and Friday. Um, he's doubtful with a neck slash concussion issue. Uh, Baker Mayfield with the dainty ankle. He's doubtful. (laughs) Safety Sean Chandler has a hammy. He's questionable. Matt Elfline, uh, their center with a hip injury. He did not participate all week. He is questionable. Is that their starter? I don't think so. Um, cornerback CJ Henderson has a concussion. He didn't participate Wednesday, limited Thursday, came back Friday. He is questionable. Cornerback. J.C. Horn with a rib injury. He was limited, except for Friday he came back. He's questionable. Cornerback Dante Jackson. This is crazy. It's like their whole starter. Uh, Ankle injury did not participate Wednesday and Thursday. It was full participant Friday. He's questionable. Linebacker Frankie Luvu with a shoulder injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday, full participant Friday. He's questionable. Um, tackle Taylor Moton. I, I never know how to say his name. He's been their starter for like three years. When I hear it on the announcer site, I'm always like, oh yeah, that's how, I don't know how to say it. Uh, knee injury that he sustained in practice Thursday. Did not participate Friday. He's questionable. Wide receiver, LaVisca Chenault Jr., it, they got him from the Jags this year. Hamstring injury, he was limited Wednesday and Thursday, returned Friday, he's questionable. And then um, defensive end, 
uh, Harry Anderson, running back Raheem Blackshear, defensive tackle Derek Brown, and linebacker Corey Littleton. They were all on there, but they are fine for the game. Um, so, Ralph, what do you think is going to happen? It seems like their defense is intact. Like, it just, from what I've read, like, they're pretty happy with the defense, although they did fire the defensive coordinator. So I don't know how that <laughs> is going to work. Um, but they're pretty satisfied with their defense. They got everybody under contract um, for next year. So, I mean, they're kind of in rebuild mode, but their defense not really needing a lot of help from what it sounds like. Or do they? I don't know. Um, the offense, though, is just a mess. Like, what do you... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. And I imagine the Buccaneers are the same way. They're like, what are they going to do? I don't know. What, you know, what offense are they going to run? Are they going to try different things? Are they even going to try? You know, are they just going to run the clock out yeah. and you know, hand the ball off to Chubba Hubbard 50 times? I mean, because for the last, like, year, it's been Christian, or I would say two or three years, Christian McCaffrey has kind of been their offense. When and he's there. It. I mean, yeah. he's been injured the past two years. Yeah. You know, so I I think I think they're just going to run. I don't, they're going to give – you can't go out there and totally mm-hmm. give up and lay down. Yeah. They've still got DJ Moore. Versus, then, I guess he's their stud receiver now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so glorious. I'm so happy to see all I this. I know. And we pred- we said this was going to happen, but now that it's here, you're just like, oh, I really wish we were doing better, but we'll get there. Uh, I think that, yeah, I think they're just going to go out there and try not to look like they're uh, completely laying an egg. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they're one in five. Like, they need – well, I think this coaching staff – like, what does this coaching staff do? Because – they're kind of making a case. I mean, still, Steve Wilkes, his legacy is the three of their teen Arizona Cardinals. Right. Like, do you want to go out like that? Or but, this is like his chance to redeem himself in the league. I may, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he doesn't want to be a head coach. Who knows? You know, he may, he's been handed a team. There's no way you can't do anything with this team. Um, he's part of that Brian Flores lawsuit against the NFL. Yeah, yeah, why would you hire so, him? <laughs> so who knows, too? Like, it could be, I don't know. Yeah. How much is that going to factor into it? Oh, my gosh. That's great. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm going to give a prediction here. Okay. We, we've been you got your sheet. not too good on our predictions, <laughs> especially we've- last week. That was bad. <laughs> this week, they're gonna, we're, yeah, we're going to break 30, man. Too much credit. Where's your sheet? We are going to break 30. I said that last week, and we did not. A horrible yeah, game. Yeah, we neither. I, we, ha, have we, broke, we haven't broken 30 all season. Not all season, no. <clears throat> I, um, I, I keep saying that, you know, this, this game's a fluke. The Steelers game is a complete fluke. But I don't know. I really honestly don't know. I don't know if this is the new Buccaneers. I mean, there's some pretty glaring issues, Yeah, it seemed like. 
Yeah. That, uh, communication issues. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be the biggest thing. The yeah. communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brady with the receivers and then the defense having yep. uh, issues there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like really bad communication. Yes, and they, you know that's that's a coach. But that's yeah, <clears throat> but that's fixable. Right? Yeah, all of this is fixable. We don't have bad players. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. the part that's not fixable. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so you know, I'm hoping. I mean, we got to beat the Panthers. We got to. I mean, we got to stomp them. Yeah. We got to make a statement because this. You know, what happened with the Steelers, everybody's looking at the Buccaneers as, you know, well, y'all are done. Y'all, yeah. y'all suck. You know, y'all y'all let the lowly Steelers, who were on a four-game losing streak, you know, didn't – just got their new quarterback. He got taken <laughs> out of the game. And they still whooped you. With Mitch Trubisky. With Mitch Trubisky again. Uh, that guy. Six touchdowns against us. How is he still in the in, league? Why is he in the league? I say that about a lot of quarterbacks, but apparently there aren't too many quarterbacks because half these guys should not be in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go with. I'm going to say, man, I'm going. I'm going big. I like how you're picking first this time, so I can. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going big, man. I'm. I'm saying forty-one. Forty-one okay. ten. And and we're going to give those 10 points to them at the end of the game just to make them feel better. I'm going to go 38. <laughs> uh, 15. 38, 15. I'm going to go, they're going to get five field goals. <laughs> <laughs> five field goals. <laughs> hey, you're going to have them. <clears throat> Oh man! All right, Bucks, Bucks Nation. They've run. We got to think positive. See, look, I'm all depressed and grousy. <laughs> you know, that's that's how these things start, man. Mm-hmm. Snowball effect. Gosh, the Boo Birds are still on Twitter. Like, hey, if we don't win this week, everyone's got to be fired. It's weird to me. It's very weird. It's weird. Week six. Yeah. You're like, how does that work out? Ask, ask the Panthers. How firing their coach week six works out. Yeah. Don't know, man. Just never a big fan of firing people, especially during the season. It's so stupid during (laughs) the season. Like, you have no chance. Yeah. You just give up. And that early in the season? Come on. Yeah. Stop it. Yep. Stop it. Don't know. Do not know. All right. uh, Here's to the, the Buccaneers just totally stomping the Panthers. Come on, guys. We got to do this. Got to do it. Uh, give us forty-one points. I'll be happy. Give us thirty, thirty-plus points. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy and a win. Mm-hmm. We need it. Anything else to say? Nope. That's it. We got uh, this. We got this. All right, guys. Till next time. Go Bucks. <laughs>